Welcome to the Blended Kingdom Families Podcast. We are your hosts, Scott and Vanessa Martindale, the founders of Blended Kingdom Families. Our ministry serves to equip marriages, unite families, and ignite faith so that you can flourish an abundant kingdom life. We pray that our podcast blesses you today. Hello and welcome. I'm Scott Martindale. This is my wife, Vanessa, and we're the founders of Blended Kingdom Families. Uh, Today we have an amazing uh, couple with us, uh, Tony and Yolanda Banks, uh, good friends of ours and a wonderful uh, blended family. Tony, a little bit of background on you. You were NFL quarterback for 10 years with the Ravens, the Raiders... No. Rams, Ravens, Redskins. You had to. Oh, I knew it was the arse. arse. I knew it was the arse. <laughs> um, and so, amazing career. Uh, currently uh, coaching high school football. And uh, Yolanda, tell us a little bit about you, or Vanessa will. Yeah. So, this is my wonderful friend, Yolanda. She's an amazing woman of faith, uh, mother to an awesome teenage boy who is actually friends with our son as well. Culinarian, cookbook author. She puts some amazing food out on social media, you guys. If you're not following her, you should because it'll make you hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, she's an awesome yoga instructor, sports uh, enthusiast, and the executive director of child nutrition for IL Texas. So quite so, a mouthful. Yes, Welcome. Yes. So glad to have you guys here today. Thank I'm so you. So much more accomplished than me. I know. <laughs> I'm not really that <laughs> Well, guys. Um, First, we just want to, obviously, this is a podcast on blended families, so we want to just talk uh, about what challenges do you guys face as a blended family with a teenage son? Yeah, and so, guys, first, let, just tell us a little bit about you and your story um, and your blended family dynamic. Oh, now he wants me to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we were divorced in 2011. Um, mm-hmm. Officially, we separated in 2010, and um, we... Our divorce wasn't the product of, you know, some sort of extramarital affair or um, anything Mm -hmm. nefarious. It just, you know, we kind of grew apart and I think ultimately became a statistic, which a lot of our friends and, you know, Mm -hmm. in the same field um, have kind of gone through after retirement. Mm -hmm. Um, So we just found it a little bit challenging to coexist in the same household, Mm -hmm. but ultimately we wanted to make sure that we maintained a sort of family dynamic and did whatever we could to do that for our son because he didn't deserve to be Mm -hmm. a product of divorce. And um, we wanted to make sure that we did whatever we could to instill that in him that it it was never anything he did. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And we both come from single parent homes Mm. um, and different circumstances, but we kind of came to the same place after our divorce. And I think every couple says it, you know, it's all about the kids. Mm -hmm. Um, But because of my background with my father and how he was growing up, Mm -hmm. um, he always respected the fact that that was our home and Mm -hmm. no other uh, women or anybody else need to come in there and kind of rock the boat. And uh, I think we both kind of had that same mentality. Um, I think she started Mm -hmm. dating seriously, I don't know, three, four years after the divorce. I'm still working on it. I'm still working on it. (laughs) Maybe it only seemed like that to him. (laughs) Well, what? uh, Let me ask you this: What challenges do you you face as a blended family with a teenage son? I know a lot of our audience has kids Mm -hmm. that are in that range of maybe uh, 11, 13, 14, 15, and on. So, what challenges are you guys facing individually? Especially, we have an only child. Mm -hmm. So, um, and and one of my good friends always says, you know. You know, he he can play you guys, you know, if you, if you let him. 
against uh, the other. <laughs> yes. Yes, but I think the communication is is key because if something happens with our son, and you know, I'll call him and I'm like, did did he say this or did you know this? Yeah. And so. You know, we don't take everything. We take what he says with a grain of salt. Yeah. Um, so that we do, we can be, you know, mm -hmm. in one accord. I think that's something that we do pretty well. It's not always, you know, ideal. I mean, we yeah. don't, we're not perfect. Um, yeah. But I think the biggest thing is making sure that we are on the same page when it comes to, mm -hmm. you know, um, even, you know, everything, even the minutiae when it comes to co-parenting. Yeah. He'd rather not be on the same page with the minutiae. He's like, yeah. just give me the big picture stuff. Give me like, the highlights. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get off the phone. Like, yeah. we don't have to, you know, discuss this at nauseum, <laughs> at nauseum like I do. But ultimately, I think it's because we mm -hmm. um, communicate, you know, mm -hmm. really, yeah. relatively effectively when it comes to our son. Absolutely. And I think there were more challenges when he was younger. You know, yeah. like yeah. Uh, when we got divorced, he was four going on five, something yeah. like that. So uh, we didn't even use that word divorce. But at four yeah. or five years old, he, you know, they don't really know how to yeah. uh, relay their emotions, you know, so they choose a side. Um, yeah. Yep. And for the first year or so, Deuce kind of wanted to be with daddy all the time. And that mm -hmm. was, I know it was hard on her. Very. Because sure. yeah. she's a very mm -hmm. involved mother. Mm -hmm. um, but... I think one of the things that helped us progress is she just got to the point where she's like, you know what, I don't want to have him somewhere where he thinks he doesn't want to be. Mm -hmm. So he started, you know, warming up to the idea of kind of splitting the homes, you know, yeah. for a while, though. Yeah. It was hard because he had he was trying to he couldn't really communicate why he was choosing. He's yeah. like, no, right. I'm going to go with dad. And, you know? yeah. and so it was a democracy. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, we had our divorce decree and you yeah. know, shared custody, but ultimately it was a democracy. Yeah. to my detriment kind of, you know, because so, I, I didn't want to be that one that's like, he doesn't want to be here. Right. You know, yeah. you don't want that feeling. Right. Um, and you are, and it, it is hard to not be the one to be there. But, you know, Tony made it really like an open, you know, um, he opened up his home um, so that like I didn't feel like I was, it, even if Deuce was, Choosing yeah. to be over there, right. I would still like come over there and make dinner, or we would still yeah. go to dinner. Or we would still, so I was still not. He was spent the night a few times. Yeah, yeah. so I was not uninvolved even right. in that dynamic, yeah. right. but it was something that we had to work through and something that neither of us really realized w mm. we would have to go through because um, he was never like that as as a son in our right. home together. He was very yeah. into both of us, but since he was retired, yeah. um, you know, forced retirement, yeah. um, when Deuce was very young, he still had a nurturing side that, you know, mm -hmm. most dads maybe don't have the ability to, to, yeah. um, kind of, you know, involve, I mean, I guess. Yeah. It wasn't just a fun dad, you know, that yeah. wasn't right. the reason he was yeah. wanted to be with dad. Like I'm yeah. one of the reasons, but one of the reasons, yeah. but yeah. But he had a lot more time too. No to, doubt. Yeah. No to doubt. spend no mm -hmm. doubt. a lot and, of time. Uh, that's a, that's a huge, obviously for kids. The, the more time mm -hmm. they get, the more attention they get, the, the more they feel gravitated towards that side. But mm -hmm. the uniqueness about how you, you didn't, even though the, you know, Deuce wanted to be here, the way that you guys made sure that that didn't necessarily cut in or infringe on your time is, it's unique. Yeah, we didn't yeah. adhere to like, really you know, cool. one week on, one week off. We wanted yeah. him to right. kind of decide that. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, it, it put maybe at least my life on hold a little bit, but in yeah. hers too. But yeah. I mean, he's he's flourishing now, and that's wonderful. Um, that's he's amazing. a great kid, you know. Yeah. He's he's doing well. Wonderful.
Love that. Love that. And so, Yolanda, I know you've said that you and Tony, you know, you guys have an, a great friendship. And we see that. Um, we see how well you guys co-parent together. And we've even made jokes about if, if we, you know, didn't know you guys were divorced, we would still think that you were together because you all just do it with so much grace. Um, and we just yeah. really respect that. We Thank really you. admire that because you really don't see that with blended families, um, especially in this day. And so and that's one of the things with the ministry that we really want to bring light to is that you can coexist in peace and in unity with your ex-spouse and for your blended family. Um, so what are some steps that you've taken along the way uh, to build that friendship after divorce? Well, I think one thing has been to, um, we, we have shared interests, so we know like, yeah. you know, if, if Michigan State's playing, I'm like, hey, you wanna <laughs> come over? And you know, I'm making dinner, you wanna come over? And he'll, you know, come over even, you know, with my boyfriend and, you know, Deuce and, you know, we'll all hang out, I'll cook and, you know, watch, watch a game together. Or yeah. prior to me having somebody in my life, um, we still, it was just like, it was just easy. I mean, he's, I've known him for mo most of my adult life. Mm -hmm. um, and so even though we couldn't make it work, you know, um, together, we still have a family dynamic. He's mm -hmm. still close to my family. Right. You know, I'm so close to his family. And so I, I think that um, it wasn't for us, you know, and everybody's circumstance is different. For us, it was... Um, just understanding, now he still gets on my nerves, and I'm sorry, I still get on his nerves. You know, there's things that you just can't overcome, but you know, you still understand yes. that it's just easier to be yeah. friends. Like it's so much harder. I feel um, emotionally, physically, right. mm -hmm. mentally on you if you just choose to to you know kind of not coexist. I mean, yeah. I, to me, that would be more difficult because yeah. um, I. I consider the fact that I have known this, he's a good person. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody loves him. And so I might as well, you. you know, <laughs> 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 so we might as well just, you know, make yeah. the best of, of, you know, yeah. what we have and our son's only going to be, yeah. you know, young for so long yeah. and with us for, for a short period of time yeah. as we, you know, I mean, it's right. like, oh my right. gosh, they're going to be in high school, yep. you know? Yeah. So I want to just have this time be a positive one. And, yeah. um, you know, I, and that's how I live my life anyway. So, yeah. yeah, and it's such a good outlook to have. Yeah. So. And I think just priorities, you know, uh, like I mentioned, um, I think when we were talking before, like in my father's household, I was the priority, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and uh, as I got older, I didn't, I don't think I really respected it or loved it then. It was just, I'm, at my, I'm living with my dad. That's what we do. It's the bachelor house. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. But having those priorities as I got older, I, got, I gained such a respect for my father. It already, I mean, he's already a great man, but I gained so much respect that he kept that out of my life. Mm. Um, That's good. So it was important to me to not put that in my son's life because it wasn't necessary. I'm not, mm. yeah. I'm not running the street. So uh, I think having those priorities helps our dynamic too, because you know, we weren't running out the front door as soon as we got divorced trying to find wifey number yeah. two. I did think I would get married again. Now, <laughs> it doesn't look like it now. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, Gotta first claim yeah. somebody before yeah, you. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think those priorities really help, you know? Absolutely. Because yeah. I think a lot of men that, and men that I know yeah. can't do that. Yeah. Right. They can't lay on their pillow by themselves at night, mm -hmm. yeah. you know? Right. They feel like a failure, which I got a ton of friends that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They've been that way ever since, you know, we're in high school. So yeah. I think I'm a little different that way because of my father, which helped 
our situation a little bit. Yeah. That's well, and I always say, I think that understanding how, because in the beginning of, you know, it's a, you know, divorce is, it's like a death in a way, you know, it is. Absolutely. Um, of your former life and, you know, of who, who you were. And so mm-hmm. I think getting through the initial parts of that death, if, if, mm-hmm. if you know, if you will, yeah. um, is important to try to understand who you are and try to get grounded in who you are. Um, yes. And for me, you know, who who I am and was as, you know, a, a child of God um, mm-hmm. and, you know, understanding that my joy needs to come from him, not Absolutely. from somebody else. That's good. Um, and that I'm okay. I'm not lonely being alone. Like I'm okay yeah, being good. alone mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. being lonely. Because I think a lot of people, that's where you're just yeah. like, okay, well, I'm, I'm lonely, especially when your son or daughter, your children are off at their, you know, your ex's house and you're alone. Mm -hmm. You truly are alone and trying to just navigate that being alone with Mm -hmm. um, separating that from just being lonely. And it's hard. And I think you have to be very intentional about it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's in all those examples are amazing uh, and they're amazing qualities of what uh, what you can achieve. Obviously, the journey to get there is not always an easy one. Uh, it's always easy to look yeah. back and reflect and go, we did all these things right yeah. and look where we're at. Uh, but there's always things that we do wrong too. Mm-hmm. So as you look and or maybe if you were given advice to somebody who is either A, just starting this journey, so somebody who's newly divorced and maybe experiencing that, that loneliness, uh, mm-hmm. I, I would think of it more of like quietness, uh, which would be an awkward sound for me. <laughs> Uh, just the quietness of a house. That many um, but as you as you're giving advice to somebody who maybe just starting that journey, what would you tell them? What, what what outlook would you give them? Maybe what resource would you give them to say, hey, this is where your mind needs to start going? First of all, it's a marathon. Yes. You know, it's not a sprint. So mm-hmm. yeah. trying to really take it one day at a time, which has not always been easy for me because I've been like such a planner my whole life mm-hmm. and yeah. you know oh well this is going to happen you know when I'm 21 I'm going to do this and 25 and then mm-hmm. you know and then God is like oh yeah no that's not going to no. happen <laughs> yeah. In my life. yeah so you know you learn the hard way yeah. but um I think leaning on faith leaning mm-hmm. on your faith leaning on you know having that foundation you know on the rock and yeah. and knowing that mm-hmm. um no matter what God's in control, Absolutely. you know, and mm-hmm. trying to allow yourself um, some forgiveness about mm-hmm. because, you know, when you are, um, you know, a woman of God, a man of God, you do understand there's certain reasons in the Bible for divorce. And then, you know, you, you mm-hmm. may blame yourself. You may feel some shame mm-hmm. or guilt because, you know, you've made that decision to get a divorce and how does God feel about it? And, and are you going to be forgiven? And how, yeah. how does everybody right. else look at you? Right. You know, how do they mm-hmm. perceive you? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and we, we had always, I think been for, for a long time, um, a couple that as a married couple that people, you know, looked up to his, his peers and the younger guys, you know, mm. coming up of, you know, how to, how to be married and, mm-hmm. you know, in the NFL. Right. And we didn't have any kids when he was, playing. So, you know, it was a different dynamic and that, you know, the blessing of having, you know, a child that you Mm. want so much, you don't realize how, what that does to your relationship. Mm. Right. And I think for, for us, because it is a different dynamic with Mm. him being in the NFL and him um, being so, you know, revered and so much adoration Mm. and attention um, Mm -hmm. that when we had our son, 
it was the same year we built a house and the same in mm-hmm. you know the same year he was he retired yeah essentially or he you know was forced into retirement <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah against his will yeah. screaming um, <laughs> but that was not an easy transition yeah. you know and yeah. so for for me um and then him being in the house all the time and it's like Oof, like, don't you have something to do? To go. Yeah. And I did not do a good yeah. job of balancing being a mom and a wife. Like, I was so laser focused on, like, you know, I got to keep this baby alive. I'm you know, breastfeeding yeah. for nine months and I don't, you know, I don't have time for you. And so yeah. I, I, you know, I definitely take a lot of ownership in mm. leading to the demise of the relationship because he yeah. just, he didn't have the attention of, you know, all those random people. He didn't have my attention. Yeah. You know, and both of us were very hyper focused on our yeah. son you know, to the detriment of the relationship. Yeah. yeah. I think that was probably our biggest challenge. That that was, if, if you could pinpoint why we got divorced, it was, mm. you know, during my career, I'm just happy-go-lucky, you know. Mm. I mean, obviously intense and pressure-packed yeah. and all that stuff, but yeah. after my career was over, like, we watched... ESPN and sports together all the time, you know, yeah. Food Network too, but yes. um, <laughs> but it got to the point after I retired, she couldn't even watch games with me because I'm angry. Yeah. Know? Like she had never seen me yeah. angry at the game or just yeah. angry, almost it looked like for no reason. Um, yeah. And so to me, that was her um, turning her back on me because I kind of needed her, yeah. you know, for the first time. She had never really seen that part of me. I always been this right. kind of take care of business and, uh, so, but that was the big challenge for us as far yeah. as divorce goes. But when it comes to post-divorce, um, I think, again, it's just the fact that, uh, that our upbringing, for some reason, like even, you know, there's some guys that don't have a father turn out to be great fathers, you yeah. know. So right. for whatever reason, it's just been such a huge priority for us to make yeah. sure Deuce, because, I mean, whether you're growing up in the suburbs or inner yeah. city, yep. it's tough for kids these days. Yes. Very so, tough. Yes. I, I think we made a valiant effort to make it as easy yeah. as possible for him, as much as we could. You know, we yeah. could right. shield him from everything, but right. um, it was such a huge priority for us to, yeah. to not make his life harder than it needed to be. Absolutely. So as you, as you look at, at couples that are maybe starting the journey, um, knowing what you've experienced and knowing all these things, um, if you could sit down and go, hey, you know what? Focus on this. Focus on that. For me, it would be focus not on your uh, temptations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? That, okay. that was a big part for me. Okay. Like, that I didn't make that a priority because yeah. um, they're out there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I'm still single now, so they're still out there. But. Yeah. Uh, again, that's what I would tell. That's what I do tell some yeah. of my friends that are getting divorced. Like, man, yeah. just it's, if you if you're running the streets, keep it away from your ex yeah. and yeah. your kids. You know, yeah. just that's good. because you know the fact that my son told me up until what 10, 11 years old, Dad, nobody loves you but me because he didn't think I was dating. <laughs> you know, so to me, I mean, it sounded sad actually. It is. You're like, hey, it is sad. But I would to me, but to me, it was mission accomplished. You know, that's kind of what I set out to do. That that he knows I'm all about him. Yeah. Not about, not even about me. You know, to a certain extent, more about him. So. Um, as sad as it sounded, you know, I still yeah. thought it was like, okay, I did what I did. They're supposed to do. Set out to yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Melinda, what, what advice would you give? Um, you know, I might be easier said than done, but I just feel like the simple and straightforward advice is just kind of get over yourself. I mean, that's kind of hard yeah. to hear, but yeah. like get out of your own way, mm-hmm. get over yourself. If you, you know, you, 
the act of having a child is very selfless, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and you realize, you know, it's not about you when you have a, when you have a child, yeah. Yeah. you know, the moment that baby comes out, you're like, Oh, this is, this is not about me anymore yeah. yes. at all, yes. you know? And so yes. truly remember that, you know, when you became a parent, it, it stopped being about you. And yeah. so it really needs to be the focus on yeah. your child. Children. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Absolutely. And I think it's hel it helps. It's therapeutic, you know, when you have something to pour your energy into mm -hmm. as opposed to yourself. <clears throat> right. Which, like I said, some, some of my friends are yeah. all about themselves, which, hey, everybody's different. Yeah. Sure. But that's also they're having struggles in yeah. those areas with their ex-spouse yeah. right. and their kids. Right. Yeah. So uh, that's something we've never struggled with. Deuces, you know, goes where he wants to go, sleeps yeah. where he wants to sleep for the most part. It's wonderful. Well, wonderful and, advice. I, and I want to say also, um, as a woman, um, take some time to get to know yourself outside mm, of your marriage, mm -hmm. you know, because women are, you know, an extension of the husband. And so when you're not in mm. that relationship any longer, you do have to figure out who you are and be mm. whole before you can even entertain anything else. Yeah. You know, I mean, the whole notion of somebody completing you, yeah. you know, I mean, that's a great line, right? Yeah. Love that movie. But <laughs> I think we need to be complete before yeah. we can come into, you know, two whole complete individuals coming into the relationship, yeah. making it that much better and that much more of a, a whole union, you right. know? So I, I just, you know, in my experience with some of my friends, um, they go out and, you know, you just, you don't want to be alone and you, you know, and you trying to figure out who you are and you, you know, you're bored or you're lonely or whatever the reasons may be, but really take some time to be, become whole before yeah. you entertain anything else. Well, and I see a lot of them, a lot of, a lot of individuals, they go out looking for validation. Mm -hmm. They want to be revalidated. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, okay, this, this validation failed, so let me go out and find somebody to revalidate me mm -hmm. uh, versus looking for, for, for God's validation mm -hmm. Absolutely. That, that you can go and receive freely right. mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and settle into that. It's wonderful advice. Yeah, love that. And I love, you know, when you were talking about identity, I was thinking about our true identity is in Christ and Christ is in us. And when we can really grasp the weight of that, mm. then, you know, everything else just kind of falls away. Yeah. And so yeah. that's, that's wonderful, guys. I love that. Um, Yolanda, you're a strong woman of faith. Um, and I just wanted to ask, how has your faith equipped you to handle the ups and downs of a blended family? Well, I think in the way that it's equipped me just to handle life itself right. is mm -hmm. just to understand that, um, you know, and, and I've learned this the hard way, being a, a, control, a reformed control freak, I think. Pretty reform. I mean, I think God's done a good job at um, Free him there. freeing me yeah, of yeah. It's freeing me of some of my perfectionism. Yeah. Only me still, though. <laughs> well, um, yeah, and he, <laughs> they they banter about that all the time. But um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I mean, I I was very much you know in had a spirit of perfectionism and mm -hmm. um, you know wanting to be in control and control things. And I think that really probably a lot of it stems from my childhood. Mm. Um, when you right. can't really control things that are going mm. on, you know, as an adult, you try very hard to control things and other people. Um, mm. And so I think God doing a work in me mm -hmm. so that I can understand that I'm better off with him in control anyway, you know, and right. um, I don't want to get to the point where we've all been to where God shows us. He has to teach us a lesson in yes. that, you know, in yeah. who's in control. So I think, yeah. you know, um, leaning on leaning on God um, for not only um, 
you know, my um, joy, but understanding where my provision is coming from, yes. um, my protection, and just my, you know, from a, on a, in a daily walk of um, doing whatever I can, my best, yeah. um, putting him first. Yeah. Yes. And she, you could tell Absolutely. she made a concerted effort, too, to try to not be so controlling. You know, you could tell she was working on herself. It wasn't like That's she good. was just going to hope it happened. Yeah. You know, you had to be actively involved in mm -hmm. it. I was proud of her for that. Thank you. He says the new Yolanda and the old Yolanda. Like the new Yolanda. Yolanda. I love that. Oh, the old Yolanda. Yeah. He would have never. <laughs> well, what advice, guys, would you give blended families who might be struggling in their faith, whether that's in you know in the marriage, but ultimately, you know, the marriage is what sets the example for the entire family. So if it's not strong in the marriage, it can bleed down into the family unit. So, um, what what advice would y'all give for blended families who might be struggling in their faith? I think just similar to what we just said, like you have to actively be involved. Like when sure. you're in a, a blended family or not, there's yeah. going to be somebody uh, of the, the two spouses who might be a little more dedicated to their faith than yeah. the other mm -hmm. person. So sure. um, she's had to drag me a little bit. I'm not going to lie, but yeah. um, it, it all ended up coming full circle because Sure. My son has a relationship with, with God that I didn't have growing up. And that's mm. amazing. That's helped him not just be policed by us, you know. Yeah. So uh, it, it's just such a blessing when you kind of can see the light at the end of the tunnel. And it took me longer to get there maybe than her. Um, yeah. But the advice would be you just can't expect something miraculous to happen. You know, mm -hmm. you've got to be actively involved yeah. in it. Right. Have to actively pray, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and that's something we did together. You know, we still, That's awesome. she still got to drag me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, and yeah, I think piggybacking off of what he said, um, if you have, if you are able to have that dynamic within each other, mm -hmm. that you can still have some accountability when it comes to, sure. you know, your faith. And it, and it doesn't have to be, you know, in your face of like, you didn't go to church or whatever. It could yeah. be just so simple as, you know, sending scriptures. And that's right. one thing, you know, um, mm -hmm. and I, you know, tend to, I like to encourage, you know, a lot of people and, you know, um, and my, um, you know, friends, friends, family, or what mm -hmm. have you with, yeah. you know, sending scriptures and, mm -hmm. and also just re remembering just to pray, like mm. pray, Absolutely. ask for forgiveness and you understand God's grace. So you're, you're already forgiven, mm -hmm. right? you know, because you, you simply asked yes. because you believed and then you asked, yes. you know? And so mm -hmm. for me, it's always been, you know, getting, getting that guilt, you know, get working through that, you know, guilt right. that you feel, mm -hmm. of, you know, but then also extending, you know, the prayer to, and even if they're your enemy, you still got to pray for them, yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It, you know, there's a lot of people in that in that position where yeah. their their mm -hmm. ex is really truly their enemy. Mm -hmm. Sure. And so that praying for them, that's just going to heal you yeah. in the end. Yep. You know, it's just going to free you that's from good. that burden. Yeah. Absolutely. Now that's really good. And, and you know, um, it's so true. Whenever we're blessing other people and actively praying for them, it's really hard to hold a grudge against them. And you know, in the beginning, you may not see. Um, the miracle working out, but knowing mm -hmm. that God is doing that in the midst of everything, even when we yes. can't see it, he is working that miracle mm -hmm. out in front of us. And so just continuing to pray for them, um, not only will it bless you and refine your heart, um, but they will see that and see Christ in you. And then it can change everything after Definitely. that. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think it's the number one 
uh, attribute of, of all successful, or one of the attributes that, that successful blended families can, can deploy. Just pray. Yeah. Pray for your spouse. Pray for your ex-spouse. Uh, it, it is such a healing ministry in healing your own heart. Um, and I just think it's an amazing resource that we should all I'll be using. Definitely. Well, and it's still, that's still the father of your child, mm -hmm. the mother of your child. Yep. Yeah. So you want them to be living yes. out, you know, yeah. yes. as best they can so that you're, you can raise a whole child. Right. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. I agree. So um, Yolanda, uh, tell us three things that, that you uh, love about co-parenting with Tony. <laughs> three things. Just have, three? And we have Just time. Three? We have time if you uh, need to think for a while. Yeah, uh, it's three gonna, things you we, love about co-parenting. Can co we take a break real quick? So he can tell me what to say. So, I mean, I think one one thing is is annoying as I sometimes find it. He is like super aloof, and yeah. so and I'm not like that at all. Um, so it can, you know, he can help me like not take myself or yeah. things too seriously, um, yeah. which sometimes that's is, I found it very annoying, but um, <laughs> he does make it a little bit easier. Like, oh, it's okay. You know, if I'm that's like, good. well, do you know, he didn't turn his assignment and his, you know, didn't yeah. do this and did you check Schoology? And I'm like, send him screenshots and send him <laughs> do screenshots. And he's like, just, you know, like just he's relax. at school. Like, Let's talk to him when he gets out of school. Just relax. Because this is yeah. like, yeah, this is happening like yeah. during school. And I'm like, wait, yeah. did you see? And, you know, if I'm out of town, I'm like, did, did he study? Did you do this? Did you do that? And so he, him being the like the laid back person yeah. is actually kind of a good thing in this yeah. dynamic. Um, She's never said that. It's on film. I need now. to do more. <laughs> Y'all can go back and watch this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I take it back. Take a screenshot. Yeah. Um, and then the second thing is, I think, um, you know, he he loves our son more than anything yeah. in this whole world. Yeah. So it's hard not to appreciate him because of yeah. the love that he has, you know, for our son. And yeah. his whole goal in life was to be as good of a dad as his dad mm. is. And, um, you know, he's, I mean, he, people know him as being an amazing dad. Like yeah. that's one of the things he's known yeah. for. And that is what he wanted to be known for, yeah. you know? Um, even though he like, he might forget it, leave his sweatshirt somewhere <laughs> or whatever. I'll leave him. Okay. Yeah, I'll leave him. He's got him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the third thing. Um, Reach for this one, huh? <laughs> no, that's a really interesting question. I'm curious to, to hear what he has to say. He has say. to go next, so yeah. yeah. Hmm. Just two, huh? That's all you got? Yeah, maybe can I can you come back to me? <laughs> come back to the last sure. one. Tony, um, same question. I think what do you first enjoy? and foremost, it's a good question, but I think first and foremost, like uh, even though we're not divorced, like she shows she loves me. We're not divorced. I mean, even though we're divorced, um, <laughs> she shows she loves me. You Surprise. know by, Surprise. you know by uh, by staying on me. You know, like it sounds yes. it sounds yeah. you know simple, but making sure I pay my bills because I am a little aloof and you know yeah. can be a little too laid back sometimes. Making sure I go to the doctor. Her and Deuce just ganged up on me to go get my brain and body from the NFL, which I've been putting off for yeah. probably yeah. 10 years. Oh, you know? good. So good. just things like that where she shows yeah. she still cares. You yeah. know, it's not the love of a wife, yeah. but um, we have a special friendship that I never would have expected. Um, mm -hmm. And it makes things a lot easier. Um, yeah. And the second thing, uh, that kind of yin and yang, mm -hmm. I think we, I need it. 
you know, yeah. like my son needs it, you mm -hmm. know, because, you know, we both, you know, how's it? oh, he gets that from you, you know, he gets yeah. that from you. Like we do <laughs> yeah. that, you know, yeah. we do do yeah. that. And I don't want him to be as laid back as me, but I also don't want him to be as intense as her, you know. Yeah. So um, that yin and yang, I think, helps us. Yeah. Like she's able, now that we're not a couple, I think she appreciates maybe some of those yeah. moments. And, uh, yeah, sure. and, you know, our communication is good. And uh, that's probably the third thing, you know, is that yeah. I, I can't stand talking on the phone. It is like a big deal for me <laughs> to answer the phone. If you call me, I, I want to answer. You, no, you, you have before. Anybody calls me. Once. Maybe if my son was at your house, I'd probably Yeah, that was, that was the reason. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. And it's, you know, I don't want people to take it personal, but yeah. I mean, when I got to the NFL, every time my phone rang was somebody wanted something. Yeah. You know, somebody yeah. wanted money, family, friends, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. So it just got to the point every time it rang, it's just like, yeah. ugh. Um, yeah. But she calls me multiple times a day, you know, whether Deuce is with me or not, <laughs> and I answer, you know, and I answer. Um, yeah. And she knows this. She's probably the only person I answer the phone for, yeah. at least consistently. Yeah. So, and it's because I respect yeah. her, you know. Yeah. And I know it's usually something I need to do for myself or for my son. <laughs> Not, you know, she never calls to say hi. How you doing? It's yeah. like, hey, how you doing? Yeah. By the way, you got to do did you? you know? Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love that. Okay, so then I'm gonna say commu the communication yeah. thing. Yeah. Okay. The communication yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys do do an amazing job of that. We've been friends for six years. Our sons have been friends, and yeah. just seeing you guys interact with one another. I mean, it is it's given us hope because yeah. we've walked through hard seasons. Yeah. in our blended family and you know, we just admire you guys and we're just so thankful um to have that friendship and just to have that um example yeah y'all set a great example Thank and you. um just so thankful for that and blessed Thank by you. it well and i think everybody who's listening and, and the people who struggle in blended families they all want some type of hope of mm -hmm. can it be better can my ex-spouse and i have a relationship can our children be in a healthy co-parenting relationship? Mm -hmm. And the answer is yes. And, and we've seen that consistently over time and y'all are a great example of that, but it also uh, relies on the fact of Christ being in that mix. Yeah. It relies on grace. It relies on the hope that Christ gives us that, hey, you know, we're not perfect. Uh, we're, we're, not, we're not gonna be perfect. Mm -hmm. The only perfect love is Christ. And if we can somehow surround our blended family or our, our, our our marriage, our ex-spouse ex around that Christ-centered love, it's possible. And just having a little bit of hope in some cases is just everything. Yeah. Just everything. Absolutely. If I can just yeah. have some type of hope that it can get better, some type of hope that, uh, that my children will have a, a great child, uh, childhood, um, that's going to be enough. So uh, we appreciate you guys for coming in, sharing your story. Um, we... I have one last question. Yes, you do. I did one yes. last question. <laughs> so you guys, so the ministry, uh, so for Blending Kingdom Families Ministry, um, you know, our mission statement is we want to equip people that are in remarriages and insert Christ into the middle of the blended family unit um, so that people can have that unity and have that abundant blended life. Because I think so many of us in blended families, it, it's like a survival thing. It's like, we're just trying to survive and get through it. And that's not the way that Christ calls us to live. And in fact, in John 10, 10, it says, the enemy has come to steal, kill and destroy, but I have come that you may have life and have it abundantly. And so um, I just wanna get your thoughts um, 
what to you would be the abundant blended life? I think about us going to church together, us three. You yeah. know, he, he, whether he's at my house or her house, we meet at church. And uh, I love that. it's so difficult. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't care whether you're a blended family or not. It's, it, to me, it's so difficult to walk out of church angry, you know. Right. It's very hard. have anxiety and yeah. tension. Yeah. So um, I really appreciate the fact that, that we're still able to do that. Now, that is also made because of her boyfriend is, you know, a decent dude and doesn't get overreact yeah. to... Yeah. us doing those things together because yeah. honestly I don't you know that's important to us so it's probably important to him yeah um, and that helps you know she was diligent with her picking a boyfriend <laughs> yeah that's good and it I mean it, it does help I mean yes. it really helps because I have you know I have a little bit of a temper and, and she knows and so she wasn't too anxious for me to meet him at first um, mm. but it, it's it's worked out and I think that's part of her being selfless you know, yeah part of her that's good spirituality, part of her faith. Absolutely. That's awesome. Um, I'm an abundant blended uh, family for me. I think it just means that everybody um, has their, understands the, the number one focus and that's, you know, to put God first um, yeah. before ourselves and everything else just really, I think, falls into place once you do that. Mm. Yeah. Um, and it, there's, everyone is fulfilled you know, mm -hmm. because we all are working towards that same common goal mm -hmm. um, of just, you know, and I, I always, I say, I always have the saying, um, other people's opinions of me are none of my business, mm. but God's is the only one that matters. Yes. Yeah. You know, so if I'm living, doing the right, doing right by him, I'm going to be doing right by everybody else who That's ultimately, good. you know, True. matters. So yes. awesome. Awesome. Love it. Well, guys, thank you so much for yes. being a part of our uh, our thank ministry. And again, we just thank you so much for your hearts and for your life. And uh, we're excited uh, for your journey. So thank you guys so much for, for being with us. Uh, Vanessa and Scott Martindale for Blended Kingdom Families. And hope you have a wonderful and blessed day. Be blessed in all you do, guys. Love you. <laughs>